Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,437. Today on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the UAE Concorde Elegance that takes place December 12th, 13th, and 14th in Dubai at the Bulgari Hotel and Resort. To learn more, go to the uaeconcord.com website. You continue learning all over your life. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's guest, calling in from Lebanon, Roni Karam. Roni, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Hello, Mark. How are you? And uh, all my greetings to your listeners. Thank you very much. Roni Cram is the FIVA ambassador for the Middle East and the FIVA representative to UNESCO. He has been a member of the FIVA Culture Commission for more than 12 years. Founded in 1966, FIVA is the Worldwide Federative Association for Historic Automobile Clubs, be they for veteran, vintage, pre-war, or post-war classic automobiles, including motorcycles and trucks that are at least 30 years old. FIVA's goal is to protect and promote world motoring heritage. Roni is a car collector, and he is judged in many Concours events, including Dubai, Kuwait, Qatar, and Chantilly France. Chantilly France, if I can say my French right today. He has also contributed to the elaboration of the Turin Charter in the FIVA Culture Commission as well, and has organized class vehicle events. So, Roni, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you uh, share a little bit more with us before I jump into the questions about your life, your career, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, I, I got this passion very early, 
uh, actually before having my driving license, I remember every time my father wanted to change or buy a new car, uh, well, he used to ask me because he saw that I was interested in cars. And, uh, well, from there it started, and uh, as cars, I'm talking. But uh, most of these cars became classic. And uh, then, uh, that's well, it started to get into my blood. And from there on, uh, all the rest will follow. And now uh, I'll tell you a little bit about other, how it was, how I bought my first car, etc. If you have something okay. else to say. I will, I will. Well, as we continue on your journey, the first question I'd like to ask you is for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been important in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Roni, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Okay. Engine is on. <laughs> the engine is on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, it's not, it's not always a success with these classic cars. No offense. If they are in good uh, shape, it's, it is. Well, Mark, to be very wise, uh, I think that the best thing and the best mantra is to say to everyone that you continue learning all over your life. You cannot say and reach a point where you can pretend knowing everything. That's what really helps me to learn, to, to, to learn from others, and to reach the point where I am today. And still many people ask me about things and say, look, I'm not supposed to be an encyclopedia. I tell you about what I know, but I'm definitely learning every time I have an occasion to do so. Absolutely. It's a great way to go through life. And FIVA, of course, we're, we're going to learn a lot more about FIVA with Roni here in a few minutes. But FIVA is one of those really important organizations that help us all learn more about automobiles, both the history and the present and the future. Uh, but learning is definitely a part of life and uh, should be continued all the time. I would love for you to share a story with me that instigated this passion you have for cars. You alluded to this at the beginning of our talk. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Well, as I told you, it started very early. But one day there was in the yard of my school, old MGA. And this car was there every day. Then I noticed that it was apparently uh, abandoned. And uh, I never knew who was the owner. And I was, I got really in love with uh, the shape of those pre-war cars where everything is apparent. You can see all details, the engine, when you open the, the, the thought. I mean, you can, it's so easy. You can hear from where each noise is coming from and mainly the body. I mean, where every part was apparent, the lights in the front, the lights in the back, the tank for, the, for gasoline. And, uh, well, you know, all this uh, sort of, uh, how to say, gives you a taste of the art, if I, if I can say so. And well, now further on, I will tell you about the, what, how I bought my first car. Yes, absolutely. But before you do that, I want to ask you about a big challenge in your life or even a big failure that you've faced. And the reason I ask my guests this question is not really to drum up some negative, negative part of your past, but it's more about what did you learn from that experience so that you can move forward in a positive way? Every day is a challenge in your work. Every day in your life is a challenge. Sometimes they are bigger because you are facing abnormal situations. And I guess that uh, people who know Lebanon can easily understand that what we live here in this country, especially 
uh, nowadays we've got a big turmoil going on. Uh, so uh, you really have to be prepared to accommodate to some situations which you wouldn't like to have, but life has to go on and you have to get through it, whether in your business or in your passion. And I can tell you that, uh, for instance, today, if I'm, if I'm allowed to talk about a little bit of what is going on in Lebanon, uh, we have never dreamt that such a thing could happen. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare where your, capital, your money is blocked in banks, there is no transfer done outside, and when you're in business and you have to settle bills or invoices for exporters that send you your, your, your merchandise that you got it, and how to pay it, of course. That's where trust and, and confidence between buyer and seller are, is. And uh, when you send them the papers and the instructions we got from Central Bank and association, Bank Association, that transfer abroad is, for the time being, suspended. And tell them, well, I, I will do my best at the first opportunity to start sell, uh, transfer whatever can be. And believe me, it's a, it's a challenge we are living today. And uh, we are, I mean, it's not easy, believe me. I mean, it's... It's all the principles of your life that has been upside, put upside down. And all of these things are completely out of your control. I, you know, I can't even imagine the situation that you're being put in and the people of Lebanon are being put in. I think, uh, you know, for most of us listening, we take well, all these freedoms we have for granted. We take the luxuries we have in life for granted. Even when you think about places in the world that don't have clean water, you almost can't fathom that. But let me ask you this. What do you like from day to day as these things are happening to you? How do you move from day to day? Obviously, it's a mindset. It's a positive mindset. It has to be because so much is out of your control. But how do you move forward day to day when you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, well, absolutely. That's what I was going to tell you next. We are trying to, how to say, discover new ways while we are getting accommodated to this new situation. And uh, what are the best ways to, to continue our normal life, if I can say so? And uh, what is frustrating about this situation, it's not that it's something that came uh, because the country is a poor country or because, uh, how to say, well, revolutions or whatever you want to call it. Lebanon was considered to be a, a developed country, although being in the Middle East and we have no oil, and at least till now. But what's really shocking, you know, that the turmoil going on now, protesters want to end with all the corrupted political, political people we have. And this has led us to become super indebted country. And that's why there is this control over capital. And actually, all the money of the depositors in banks have gone to the government to pay deficit and things like that. And to end up at a point where you cannot even... Uh, as I told you, even spend or, or pay, to take out money with you if you're going to travel. If you want to pay, even credit cards are limited. Or we all know it's temporary, but it's a nightmare. And you are, you try every day and night to see what's new today. What can I do? And my first, as I told you, uh, target is to pay what I have to pay my dues and my employees and how. To, to, to secure for them the best possible life with the devaluating currency. And, uh, well, you can imagine all the rest. I don't want to get, uh, let's talk about yeah. more, about happier things. About cars. Well, Ro yeah. uh, Roni, we wish you the best. I hope things improve very quickly. 
I don't even know where to go with some of this, but let's talk about cars here today first and foremost so we can take a little bit of that out of our lives and and talk about something positive here, but I do wish you the best. Let's talk about your first really special vehicle and maybe a memory you have about that ride. Well, I told you about this uh, MGA that was lying on the in the co- in the, co- in the inside the, the the school of the university. Well, I liked it very much, but I was still a student. Uh, you know, I just had my, my pocket money and uh, no way for me to think about buying one. And uh, then one day, uh, the movie Love Story came out. And if you remember, with Ryan O'Neill and Ali McGraw, if you remember, and he was driving an MG. And I said, oh, my God, that car I must have. A few months later, there was an advertising in the newspaper about a British family leaving uh, Lebanon, and among things they had to sell was an MG, MGTD. I said, this one, I, I, I will not miss it. And, well, still, I was a student, and I went there with somebody who was working for us, uh, one of the managers, the directors, and we looked at it, and, you know, I was sort of, he said, okay, now you like it, let's, don't talk anymore, let me do it, because uh, it was apparent that I, as a kid, I mean, <laughs> how, how serious can I be? And well, to cut the long story short, I managed to get it. And uh, this car, actually, I got before I had my driving license. The funny story about that is that when I asked my father about it, and look, I said, it's, it's, uh, he said, well, what are you buying those old stuff? I mean, uh, next year when you go to university, you'll have your car and you'll have the, the driving license. And I'll bring you a, a car to, to go and come. I said, Dad, look, this is not a car that I will use every day, but this is a car, it's like you have a nice painting on the wall or a nice uh, piece of art in the in, in the salon or something like that. And then it was my mother who gave me the push and I managed to get it. And this was my first car and I still have it till today. Wow, you still have it today? That's incredible. Absolutely. And to all my visitors, I tell them, this is the first car I had and I never said it. Wow. Well, I think that's pretty darn special. Um, and I know you just recently lost your mother. My condolences for that. The fact that she played an integral part in you getting that car and you still have it. I'm sure when you look at it, you put a, a, a warm spot in your heart uh, for that car. I'll tell you, Ronnie, the car that started it for me, I was five years old. My father had an MGTC. And so I'll send you a picture of that. Uh, yeah, so I remember riding in that car when I was very little, uh, and that's the car that triggered car love for me, most definitely, was that MGTC. Is there a vehicle that you've owned in your life that you've sold that you wish you still had? Or it sounds like you like to keep cars a long time. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Actually, I never I never sold a car for my collection because this collection was built up with the years. I didn't come one day and buy five or ten cars uh, all at once. The cars I bought, it wasn't a matter of value as much as uh, those cars I used to see when I was young and they were really attractive and uh, some of them, you know, they stuck in your mind and you say, this car, one day I'll have it. And that's how I built up my collection. But I never sold any car. I hope I'll never be obliged to sell one to make my... Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a very smart man because uh, a lot of us have let cars go that we wish we still had. 
I've had a few guests on my show. Now you're another one that uh, has kept all their cars. So smart man, smart man. Thank you. I would love, I would love for you to share more with our listeners about this organization, FIVA, F-I-V-A, your involvement with FIVA, why it is so important to you, what FIVA does for those of us in the hobby, in the car collector world. So take it away. Okay, great. And thank you for giving me this opportunity. So as you said first, that uh, this federation is the only world federation that is there to protect, promote, and preserve, uh, we call them now historic vehicles. As you said, the definition, one of the definitions or the conditions is that it should be 30 years old. But there are also other conditions you can imagine. But the main thing about that is that the, the number of cars and the number of amateurs are growing every day. People say, but I mean, how can you have a car of 1989, which is 30 years old, but it's not a classic car. I said, well, look, uh, most of these cars were destroyed because after 10, 5, 10 years, people were selling them or going for to, to be destroyed. Like, uh, for instance, a Renault Sank. Can you tell me today how many you can find, how many Renault Sank, the first series, you can find? They all went they were, uh, from, uh, were brought, I mean, to breakage. So, but our main purpose now is First of all, we have a few targets, is to have the youth involved and interested and uh, participating in this hobby. I mean, we are getting old, all of us, but this has this passion has to go on. It's not because it's a passion or there are toys, but we really have a heritage in hand. And we are, if I can say so, just we have to pass on this... Uh, but I cannot find my word, but I mean to pass on this precious thing we have built up, we have preserved to new generation. And I can imagine in 20 or 30 years how precious this heritage will be for them. And so I, as being as I became ambassador of, for the Middle East because I introduced some five countries and still going on and in, got them involved and registered with FIBA because they were all there, you know. But it's as if you find people all over the place, you find cars, and they never, I mean, they would like to do something, they would like to pertain to some organization, they have their clubs, etc. So it was something new for them, and I succeeded in doing this. And the next step is, of course, to have ladies involved, and it's starting to be the case in rallies where you have, for instance, uh, husbands and wives uh, as co-pilot or vice versa. And uh, the third thing, and which is to me the most important one, is what's going on in the Western world, if I might say so. It's this hysteria of the green people and about the pollution. And the first thing they hit, which is the easiest one, is cars or trucks that are polluting. But for God's sake, when you tell them, I mean, our cars, our vehicles, we use them maybe once a month or on the weekend for a little drive. And it's not that little, the few liters of gasoline that we will be burning is what is creating all this bloody pollution uh, they are talking about and they want. Of course, we are all greens. We all want to have uh, a pure air and things like that. But don't try to hit on this heritage. And this was my, my work my work, it actually happened by pure accident that I managed to get into UNESCO through our ambassador. 
And I, I, I knew him for years, but I, I didn't know that he was at UNESCO. And I met once his brother at the airport and uh, asking about him, he told me that he's in, at UNESCO in Paris and I was going to Paris. So I got his phone number, called him. How are you? We had a lunch and then next day I was like, what's talking about? What can we do? I mean, you know, we have this. He said, oh, okay, we'll work it out. And that's how it started. And we had our 50th anniversary uh, celebrated in Paris during our general assembly. And on this occasion, and I thought this was the best way to make all those diplomats at UNESCO and those responsible per per, uh, persons to be sensitive to what we were talking about. So exceptionally, and this never happened, we managed to have an exhibit inside the UNESCO building where we displayed uh, something like 13 very special cars. And his, here we have to be very careful. People normally who don't know much about it, they think when you talk about classic cars or historic vehicles, it's those cars that are reaching millions of dollars and things like that. That's not the truth. The true thing that is that every car, every uh, whether it is a small Renault or a, a bigger one or whatever, they have a value, a value, a moral value, an uh, historical value. And uh, the cars that were exhibited were not very expensive cars, but very rare cars, such as, for instance, if you know the Deux Chevaux, the French one, which was built by Citroën. And uh, the, the, the prototype, they had actually, they built three prototypes before Second World War. And when the war started, they didn't want all the technology to be taken by the invaders, by the Germans. So they built a wall, four walls, inside the factory where they, they hidden the three prototypes. The war went on, finished. After 15 years, after the end of the war, they were doing some arrangements in the factory and they saw this wall, they broke it. And there were still those three prototypes. Wow. And one of this prototype, we managed to get from Citroën and displayed at UNESCO. It's history speaking by itself. And yes. This is really what uh, impressed them, you see. Like other cars, for instance, the first Bugatti that won the uh, Grand Prix de Monaco. And uh, things like that, you see, and which were never restored. So that they could see and that a car which is 60 or 70 years is still running. Fantastic. Okay. That's fantastic. And then we applied... After doing this, we had we invited all the ambassadors, of course. We had something like 80 or 90 ambassadors that could attend this. And the exhibit was going on anyhow for 10 days. So many people came and saw it. And I can say that even United Nations Secretary General at that time, Ban Ki-moon, who came to Paris, had the opportunity to visit this uh, exhibit. And he was offered the book, the 50 years anniversary book, that we edited on this occasion. And he was really, uh, they talk about it, but he, he didn't think that we had such jewels. Then we applied to, to see I mean, what was the possibility to get closer and involved with UNESCO and vice versa. And we applied to become partners. And I can tell you normally an such an application for whatever you are doing, whether you're an NGO or something else, takes at least a year and a half to be finalized. It's a huge institution. I cannot tell you how much paperwork you have to do. And luckily we got it in less than six months. And FIBA became an official partner of UNESCO, and we still are, as consultant. 
It means that anything related to historic vehicles today, uh, FIVA is the one to be in correspondence with UNESCO about. And I think this is a, a big step for a recognition of our heritage. And uh, the, the next step I wish we can do is to have it recognized as the uh, UNESCO World Heritage. Because if you take the history of cars, it has changed completely the world. People used to ride horses. You can imagine the speed, the independence. Everyone could have his own car. And I mean, the, the whole mentality has changed. So, but that's in summary. I'm sorry, I was a bit longer. I mean, it's important to know. I think it is. And, and I want to congratulate you and everyone involved with FIVA. For those listeners that don't know about FIVA, you can find them at, uh, on the web at FIVA, F-I-V-A dot org. It's in all different languages, depending on what you speak. Uh, of course, uh, in English as well. Uh, go check out FIVA because what people like Roni and past guests I've had here on Cars Yeah and what this organization does for our car hobby is incredibly important. So, Roni, up next is what I call the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Roni, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question. I want to kind of get into your mind a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, you were actually manifested as a vehicle. What would Roni be and why? Well, you know, it's quite a special question, but uh, I think that my first uh, answer would be a Rolls Royce. 
A Rolls Royce. Oh, very nice. And why a Rolls Royce? Why is I like the perfection in those cars, not necessarily the luxury, but in each and every detail, you can see to what degree of perfection things were done. And the best proof of what I'm saying is that till today, 2019, I can tell you that 70, more than 75% of the production of Rolls Royce is still on the roads. And I don't think there are many brands that can uh, uh, talk about that or, or say they have it. I think you're right. Nice choice, Ronnie. Nice choice. Wonderful cars. All right. We're entering what I call the last lap. This is a bit of a lightning round here. So your answers are supposed to be kind of short and brief. Okay. Here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would, I would advise anyone and sorry, everybody never to buy online or by correspondence a car or a vehicle, whatever it is. It at least to have someone who can really check it completely and give a full report. And someone, someone, absolutely. someone trustworthy. Yes, absolutely. Great advice. How about a personal habit of yours that you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Again, learning. There you go. A constant learning. Yeah, it's almost a bit like I call the uh, Japanese Kaizen. Constant and never-ending improvement and learning. Sharpening the saw. How about a resource? I kind of think I know the best resource that we can talk about here. But a resource that you would like to share with our listeners. Would it be FIVA? Well, I, can, I was going to tell you, first of all, I wouldn't recommend any web website or blog or, or something like that. Because the first thing to do is to check about the reliability of this information you're getting from each and every uh, website or people, etc. I can tell you definitely FIVA. Why? You know, in FIVA, it's, uh, nobody's paid. We all do it by hobby the expenses we pay from our own pocket. So you cannot, uh, one can be, can trust them because uh, we're not doing something for business. We're doing, doing something to really preserve something we are, we really all love and we would like to continue. And whatever, wherever you find an answer for Antiba, it's okay. Otherwise, you can get an advice about what to do. But mostly, the members of FIBA, when you talk about clubs and federations, when we need some technical information, uh, normally we, uh, we ask them to con- contact them. And uh, because they represent, you have the ANF, which means the authority, authority, the national authority of FIBA in each and every member country. So they can drive you to any club or whatever, uh, depending on what information you need about what car. This is a great organization. Again, I encourage my listeners to check out FIVA.org. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, first of all, uh, since you're talking of an automotive uh, uh, arena, it won't be an, uh, it will not be an alcoholic drink. Although I would like to, I'd like to share with him a, a glass of champagne. But I think it's, uh, I don't remember who was in the first person who invented the uh, engine, the, the engines we have today, the, in French, motor explosion. You know, I mean, the, 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 the classic engines we have, whether it was yes. one cylinder, four cylinder, six or eight. But by inventing this and giving with the time the, the autonomy that this invention gave to, the, to human beings, it's really something unbelievable. Planes yes. followed, everything followed. 
Of course, you had the, the ship with the big diesel engines, but this could not be applied to, to individual vehicles that could really what uh, transform our life uh, as we can live it today. Automobiles have definitely changed the world and continues to do so. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Uh, the FIFA book, actually, is a book about the history of FIFA and the, with the big names that contributed to create this federation and their contribution to what it is today. If I want to talk about a book that I really admire, it's a book that unfortunately is not commercialized. It's a book that Lord Montague of Bewley, whom I had the chance to meet while he was still alive, he talked about all the coach builders that built Rolls Royces. But it is a complete, exhaustive, it's not a book, it's three or four volumes, if I remember well, huge ones that weigh maybe 10 kilos. But every single detail is put there. And this is, believe me, a big reference. But that's my, that's for me, but otherwise, you know, you have plenty of books where you can have general, uh, some general knowledge about brands or things like that, whatever is of interest to the the person looking for it. Absolutely. All right, Roni, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a collector car, any collector car in the world. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there are some rules to this game since I'm paying for the car. The first rule is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. The second rule is you have to drive it. No garage queens or trophies. And the last one is, this is the tough one. You, you can only have one car, one collector car. That means that all the cars you have now, you have to get rid of and keep this car I give you, or I don't have to buy you a car and you can keep one of your own. <laughs> so what's it going to be? Well, first of all, <laughs> I'll make you, uh, I'll make you this gift for not buying one for me because actually I, I'm, I've always would have loved to buy a Mercedes 300 SL, the Galloway's which is a mythical car for me. Although the Roadster is much more practical for driving than the... But on the other hand, to come back to your, to your proposal, I think I'll keep my MG, which was my first car and which was the door that opened to me this beautiful world of uh, this uh, heritage we have in hand and uh, the pleasure of talking about it and pe getting people involved and give all you have about it, all the knowledge. And that's what we normally do when we are at the concours or when you have exhibits and people come and say, we have many in Dubai doing like that. Then, you know, a, a collector uh, ex uh, display, even some up to some uh, 400 cars. And we were stopping at each and every uh, place and people asking us, you see, I mean, how do you find it? Please tell me what criticism you have about what I've done or what you advise me to do, and things like that. And that's where you really share your knowledge and let everyone participate in it. Because finally, at the end of the day, it's not, you don't, don't have to, it's out of question to transform the car. You have to keep it in its original shape. And you know that, and the original parts as much as possible. But you know better than me how many, uh, it's become even a hobby to modify the cars, many, many ways. But this is not what FIBA would tell us the advice them to do. Keep the car. You know, I had a feeling you were going to keep that MGTD. So I'm glad that I don't have to buy you that Go Wing because they've become million dollar plus cars, but they sure are beautiful. 
But I'm, I'm more impressed the fact that you want to keep that original car and take care of the heritage and the history that it's become. And you know what, Roni? You're right. These cars are really just a catalyst for people to come together and share stories, uh, share cultures, share their love. And the one thing I've learned about cars, no matter what's going on in the world, cars bring all of us enthusiasts together in a very positive way. So I appreciate your time today. I encourage my listeners to check out FIVA, F-I-V-A.org. This is a really important organization that Roni and his associates work at. And as you heard, they do this all for free, just for the love of the car. Roni, thank you for calling in today. Thank you for being so generous with your time and expertise. From my heart, I wish you and the Lebanese people peace, prosperity, and I hope you get through this time, this very difficult time that you're in. I'll be thinking of you daily. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Definitely. I would like to really thank you for giving me this opportunity to share whatever you, whatever I had to say, answering your questions. And it's always a pleasure to inform uh, listeners or wherever people who are interested in cars about the world we are living in, this hobby, which really makes us forget every problem we have in our mind. Once you are with your cars, you forget about everything. And we all, we all speak the same language. We do. Cars are like therapy. So again, I wish you and the Lebanese people the best wishes for the future, for a successful and peaceful future for all of you. And thank you again for being a guest today. This Mark, has been really I thank fun. you really very much and look forward to meet you very, very soon, hopefully. I hope so. You take care. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!